Okay, welcome back to the podcast. We're on the second episode. Now that we're done with the intro, I feel a lot more comfortable. I don't know why. The intro was so difficult for me, and it stressed me a lot out. And after I, like, published it, I went into the living room, and I cried to my parents. They were good tears, but I did cry because I was just, like, overwhelmed with these feelings. But... I was thinking about a topic for this upcoming podcast, and I couldn't, like, I was trying so hard, again, here I am, trying so hard to, like, accompany every type of age that's listening to the, potentially listening to the podcast, and I was just like, well, this one would fit these people, but this one wouldn't fit these people, and I was like, stop doing that, so something that kept happening in my head is I just kept thinking of, like, two type of topics they're the same topic but two words kept coming to my head and that was awareness and presence being present so this podcast I decided will be talking about like being aware of your surroundings and being present in those surroundings um but start off by telling you what's currently happening. Um, I'm about to turn 19 this Friday and it's insane. I've talked about it, but like my head still can't wrap around it. Um, but I'm having a birthday dinner with just, uh, some of my close family and we're going to go eat out. And I think this is where that topic really kind of resonated because long time ago Chloe would have just been like I don't want to do anything I don't I don't want to do anything because thinking about at one point in my life a couple of years ago going out in a family setting or going out in a social setting secretly I was dealing with so much in my head with like we could be sitting out with my family at a nice dinner and I would be so frustrated or so on edge with people that love me around me, surrounding me, and I just felt so alone in a sense that, like, I was thinking about past things and I was already thinking about futuristic things. I was thinking about everything under the sun except what's actually occurring at that moment. And I would, I would tell myself, you've got to stop doing this. And it's easier said than done. But this birthday dinner is coming up. And especially the last, my last birthday too. It took me, I would say roughly a year to finally, Not, I'm not saying I've perfected it at all. But be present. And a lot has changed. My family has said, my mom's told me a lot too of how much I have seemed different. And that is great news, but this dinner coming up reminded me of how it used to feel. And I wanted to talk about how I, in fact, fixed it, you know. And the problem's not gone. I still deal with it a lot. And I have to catch myself when I'm not being present in the moment. But also something that's happening is school's about to start. 
it's about to start for every single person, every single teenager, every single kid. Um, high school starting, I think, coming up this week, and then, like, next week, I move into college, I move into my dorm, and then the next week, my classes start, and I wish I could say I'm ready. I am, but I'm not. I'm really just, mm, I don't know. <laughs> but this also kind of ties in with school's about to start. You're about to be in a position where you really do need to be present or else you'll miss out on things or um, miss out on events that you really are sad about. And this goes for high school or college. But I wanted to talk about like, I had wrote down some things that I watched like a TED talk a while back about talking about being present and just like shutting your brain from thinking about past and the future. And the main takeaway is stop thinking about things you can't control at that moment. And what I mean by that is when you're sitting at dinner with your parents or out watching a movie or socializing at the mall with your friends. When you're sitting at the table with them or wherever, you can't physically write an essay. You can't solve all these issues or all these like things you want to fix. You can't fix them in this setting. So why is it clouding your brain? And when I started thinking about it and letting it resonate. It really was a good thing to help. So when you're sitting there and you're thinking these things, stop yourself and ask yourself that question. Can I fix these issues as I'm sitting here? Can I, do I have the stuff? Do I have the materials to fix this right now? Nine times out of 10, you're going to say no. So stop letting it cloud your brain and ruin the mood that you were A few minutes ago, having a great day and laughing and cutting up. That's something that has helped me. When you ask yourself that question, you've already, first of all, you've already distracted yourself from what you were frustrated at at the beginning. But now you've really taken a pause and reflected. And... First thing for me was trying to understand also why I was doing this, why I was feeling this. And one of those was like, I read an article talking about how your body is so used to somewhat of a routine. Your body's used to waking up, going to the bathroom, getting ready for work, getting ready for school. Your body's ready for all of these things. And something that's funny is, like, you'll notice when you start doing something out of your routine, it doesn't go so smoothly the first few times. Say you're, like, you usually wake up at 8, and then the one time you wake up at 5, your body's kind of, like, not used to it. And that proves that your body gets in a routine of stability and a narrow way, I guess. Your brain's always looking forward. If you think about it... Your body's always looking forward, not backwards. And so, that's why you kind of look futuristically a lot. But, you also will have these tendencies to look backwards as well. 
because you start realizing what you're doing and you're like, oh, I'm thinking about this. Well, that reminds me of something in the past. And it's just a long spiral, if you will. And I wanted to ask a question to, I guess, initiate the whole episode is, what is, what is being present or aware really mean? What not being present can cause and how to fix it? Being present and self-aware, it's not just surviving in that moment or in that time. It's not just surviving, but enjoying as much as you can along the way. Now, under certain circumstances, it can be very difficult, I guess, to enjoy things when you're going down a really difficult path in life, whether it's a family member who's in the hospital and you don't know how to enjoy while you're there. That is a difficult circumstance. And it's not even maybe, not even necessarily enjoy, but start looking at things around you, literally, physically and figuratively. In these moments, you're focused on this, but take a moment and look at what other people are doing as well. Being in a hospital setting can be very scary when a family member is sick. It's something that I caught myself doing a long time ago when I, whenever I've been in a either a serious or non-serious uh, hospital setting. Is I tend to like look at everybody else. And that's what catches me is when I start seeing other people. Whether they're there for something even more serious. Or not as serious as our situation. Whatever it can be. That stops me from whatever I was thinking about. Your brain is so... I am currently reading a book called Get Out of Your Head. It's by Jenny Allen. Had to look. But she's talking about how your brain has the ability. And it's crazy how much you can like morph and move how your brain thinks and stuff. But... I can't remember every bit of detail, but it was talking about how just a singular new thought coming into your brain can just turn your brains or turn the whole trajectory a different way. If you welcome a new thought into your head, it can change the next couple of thoughts you're going to have. And it kind of doesn't make sense, I guess, because I really can't explain very well. But I say you are worried about this said family member in the hospital and you start looking at this woman who's holding her sick child. You just altered what you were about to think about because now you're thinking about somebody who's also dealing with something maybe even more serious or more emotional. Um, And now you're thinking that, okay, we're in the hospital and it's scary, but... I just looked at this and now I'm thinking about this. So, but you can't do that if you're not present. So, when I say not just surviving but enjoying it as much as you can, I'm thinking of a, not necessarily happier circumstance, but I was thinking about a different, I was thinking about a set of circumstances in my head. So, School, in general, can be fun and stressful at the same time. 
So for me, it was like I wanted the college experience, but I needed to keep my grades up. But along the way, I kind of drifted towards um, academics for a little bit. And I always thought, like, you can't have the best of both worlds. Like, you can't. Hannah Montana lied to us. You can't have the best of both worlds. But then as I progressively, like, started learning and trying to figure out, you can, and it's called balance. And that's where that whole, like, surviving, trying to make it through the academics, but I wasn't enjoying anything. So when you start noticing the smallest detail, and at first you might be like, this is not enjoyable. But when you start noticing at the family dinner table, you say something and it made your grandpa laugh or it made your mom giggle a little bit or, you know, seeing those small details or seeing how something for me is seeing how some people play with their hair when they're nervous or fidget with their fingers at a table. Seeing those small details really take your mind off of whatever you were thinking about past or futuristically. And being present is showing up to something, but actually mentally being there. Countless times I can show up somewhere and I'm not there. My brain is somewhere completely else. But when you finally, and that's so draining because it's almost like you're living two lives. And that can be very exhausting because you're trying to keep up with the actual conversation going on in real life but you're also thinking about everything else inside your brain and what's crazy is you look kind of crazy when if you talk to yourself out loud you would look insane so you have to keep it all bottled up so you can see where this can cause frustration and cause exhaustion And obviously, I've already said this, but it's just not thinking about the past and the future to-do list. I'm the world's worst that I feel like my brain has always got a to-do list going on. Always. Always got some kind of to-do list. I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I gotta do this. But being present, you kind of have to stop doing that. Even though you really want to, and even though... You've been taught and society's kind of given you this idea that you need to stay organized. When you get older, you have more responsibilities. You have to be more organized. All of this. But to be present, you kind of have to like not do that anymore. You kind of, just for a small second, kind of be a little disorganized, if you will. In that moment, you, you don't have your life together almost, it sounds like. But you truly do because now you're taking one moment at a time. And in the end, I think whether, however you feel about it, in the end, I say, God will reward you back. He's like, I saw that you, you actually were there and look, and then you have this beautiful moment and, you know, this beautiful conversation, you finally rekindled your relationship with a sister or a brother or a cousin. And if you weren't present, you would have just let that pass by. But since you were present, God rewarded you in a way that now 
your reward is something that you've rekindled or fixed or you just have a great moment. You have a great memory. Now you have a core memory. And you don't always have to have your life together, obviously. But in the end, like I said, you have to kind of be... You kind of don't have to have your life together for just a split second to finally enjoy. Because a lot of people who are enjoying life and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They look like they've got their life together. Or the people in high school that like never studied, never brought a notebook in. They were like the people that were the most chill. Most chill in life. That's a prime example that I use. But like I said, in the end, whether you believe in like God or the universe or however, that stuff that you put back and you did a good thing and now you're present and stuff, it will come back to you. In some way, it will come back. And when it does, it'll be an even bigger reward. And it will be worth putting away those negative thoughts. It will be worth it. And I mentioned this, I think, already. I'm not sure. But another thing about being present is going about your day and finally looking up and observing. Now that could be figuratively and literally. Like, looking up genuinely means like finally looking at your surroundings. Like when you're driving or you're riding with some people and you're on on your phone. This used to be a really like anxious thing for me. I was in a social setting we were in a car or we were anywhere I was always on my phone too and I caught myself because it was just that thing where it's like I'm scared to look up I'm scared to look around you know make conversation all of this that's where that whole like when I mean looking up I mean finally like putting the phone down and looking up And seeing around you. That draws you back to earth in in the weirdest way. It draws you back into the moment. When you do that. And observing. Mentioning like in that hospital. When you're sitting there in the waiting room. And you see somebody. you, You look up. And now you're observing the smallest detail. A kid playing with her dad. Um, a kid, kids are the best to look when you're trying, when you're really nervous or you're really just having a bad day. Sometimes I have the best memories or the best, like, realizations when I'm catching a kid goofing off and just being a kid. Sitting there and you observe and you see the smallest detail, a couple going on a date in a restaurant and you can tell that they're both super nervous and it makes you giddy because you're like this is exciting to be a part of you were you realize that you were the background of a lot of big moments for people and I never grasped that until 
I started watching movies about it, and then I started, like, reading books explaining it. But, like, you are a part of somebody's big moment at one point. Whether it was the first date that led to a long marriage or getting exciting news that these people are pregnant and you were there in the background. Who knew? Like, that is insane. But you will never realize that unless you are present. And when you are present, you realize it is a little daunting because then you start realizing how small you are. And then you kind of freak out. But it's so insane because then you see where you are. Because if when you're being present, you kind of start seeing slightly how important you are. You know, like, you're like, oh, I've, I've got nothing. Like, I don't have cool stuff to talk about. I don't have memories. Nobody's going to remember me and all this. They might know... They might not know your name, but you were in the restaurant when it happened. You got to experience that moment. You got to experience somebody else's core memory in their life. That's insane. And it it really grounds you when you finally see that. And it's just a full circle moment where you finally are like, you see how the world works. And you're like, oh my gosh, it's the craziest thing. But not being present can cause, this is what it's caused me, when you're not being present. This is, if you're wondering, well, am I being present or not? Um, that's really hard for me to decipher. It's really something that you gotta, you gotta know, you gotta feel, you'll feel it, you'll notice it. But for me, not being present caused me to get so frustrated so quickly. So quickly. I was on edge so much. Every little thing could cause me to just go shopping. And I was like, I'm so excited to go get one of those really good cookies in the mall. I'm so excited. Yes. I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. I had to wake up super early. I'm really grumpy. I didn't sleep well last night. I'm tired. I don't look the best. I see all these teenagers in public. They got their life together. They're in a cute relationship. You know, and I'm walking with my parents like a loner. And you get there and your parents are like, oh, sorry. Two scenarios happen. Either your parents are like, we can't go get a cookie. Or you get there and it's closed. And you literally just explode. You blow up mentally and physically. Like you're just like so pissed the rest of the day and it makes the rest of the trip terrible not just for you but for everybody else in the in the vehicle I was so frustrated so quickly like that and what's weird is you are more forgetful you can't remember anything that you did that day or somebody's like oh do you remember when we went and done this you don't remember anything you don't remember things that you were supposed to remember. Like your mom's like, hey, did you remember to do this? And you're like, uh, that's a great question. And my answer is no. I'm more forgetful, like I said. You go to a store and you're so worked up um, about other things that you forget why you were even in the store. What you needed. You are so much, it causes you to be upset more on feeling of 
being isolated and alone in some way. Like I said, when you're in your head so much, you start sitting there and you're having like these two different lives going on. In your head, you are fighting yourself. You're fighting somebody else. You're having an argument with somebody. You're thinking about everything that you said wrong to the cashier that was really hot. You were thinking about things that happened three weeks ago. And then you're thinking about futuristic, like, I'm never going to graduate. I'm never going to find the love of my life. I'm never going to do this or do that. And will I do good this? Or will I be this? Or will I do good at this? And the list is endless. So it causes you to feel isolated because you have isolated yourself. Because in the end, when you aren't present, nobody can be present in your life. If you're not present, nobody can be present in your life. And that means they can't help you if you want to talk about something because you've just not let them in. And you are dealing with these real life conversations, but these hypothetical, stressful conversations in your head. And I'm like, it really, you would think it wouldn't affect you. You would think that it wouldn't affect your body as much, but it really does. It drains you physically and like it causes it caused me to be so tired and nauseous and sad and alone but I'm here to tell you that I can't fix these problems these are all on you and I I say that not and I'll be like not in a way of well it's your problem deal with it I'm saying that this is something that it will take time and it will take you to fix it because you know yourself the best but how I worked on it and it's not fully solved you will have days where you are thinking about all your responsibilities all your bills that have to be paid it's inevitable life gets stressful as you go along responsibilities start piling up more and more as you get closer to adulthood And you're screaming, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. But it's going to happen. These things are inevitably going to happen. But there is ways to kind of like work at it. To kind of decrease the effects. And my first thing that I wrote down, because I was writing this down obviously. And I was like, how did I fix it? And the the only thing that could come to my head, and it's super obnoxious to say this, but I was like, just stop thinking. And as soon as I said it, I was like, I sound like those people that you say, I'm depressed, and they're just like, stop being sad, or just don't think about it when you're nervous. I cannot, if you tell me, and I'm nervous, and you tell me, just don't think about it, I will punch you. I will. Because, how dare you? Why didn't I think of that? Like, oh my gosh, I did not think about that. When they say that, I get so frustrated because I'm like, I'm so clueless. I didn't think about not thinking about it. (laughs) That's insane. But straight up, just don't, just stop thinking altogether. Almost let your brain, ooh, I don't know what that was. 
almost let your brain go blank. Just let it go blank. Let it go blank. I'm talking so blank that the stuff that you were, like the information that you were receiving from the person across, sitting across from you is brand new information. You're taking it in and you're like, okay. But you know, you don't want it to be too blank that you don't even know who you're sitting across and you have to be like, who are you? That's a little too far. But stop thinking altogether where you're going afterwards. Honestly, there's a a gray area where it's like, well, you, you want us to be present. So don't we need to be aware of like, oh, we're sitting in this restaurant. That is true. Be aware where your body sits. Be aware of where your whole body is taking up space. That's all you need to worry about is your space. What your body is taking up. That is all really you need to worry about. But in your head, you need to just not be thinking about anything, anything, family, friends, social things, academic things. That was my number one is I just like, when I started thinking about something, my mind started to drift. I just, I just told myself, I was like, Mm-mm, stop. And if you have to tell the person, can you repeat that? And if they look at you crazy, just be like, sorry, I was thinking about something else. I was out of my head. I was, you know, I was out of it. And hopefully, most likely, they'll be like, yeah, sure. And they'll repeat it. And that reminds you, like, you have that ability at your hands to stop thinking about that. And think about what the conversation or what the activity, what was going on. Another thing is... When you are overwhelmed and you're in a more social setting, now I've talked about a lot of just like one-on-one with people, but if you're like at a party and something, remind yourself that you have the ability. Nobody is keeping you at that. First of all, nobody's keeping you at that party. You can leave whenever you want. But if you still want to socialize and you're having fun, but you're also thinking about everything else, take a decompressing break. And decompressing means just to, like, walk outside and for just a couple of minutes, go blank. Maybe close your eyes in a safe area. Obviously, make sure your area is safe. But this is how I do my decompressing breaks because A normal break would just be like, okay, forget everything. Forget about all your responsibilities, which I've talked about. But in the decompressing break, you're decompressing. You're going down. So for me, it was like, this is how my breaks go. Okay, Chloe, you're at this party. You have a project due this Thursday. You have three days till then. Tomorrow, you do not have to work. You have all day to work on this project. You have so-and-so you can text to help you. You have so-and-so that also is doing this project. Ask them for help. Okay, that's checked off. Okay, you've got to have somebody's birthday gift by this Saturday. Okay, after the project, you've got that rest of the day. You can go, pick it up, take it, get it ready. 
like that's that decompressing break for me was always at the end of all that let your mind let your mind think about it but when you're in that social setting it can get frustrated because like I said you're living those two different lives but when you take yourself out of it and you're just solely thinking about it that thing can kind of ease off because your brain's like okay we fixed it now we don't have to think about it or we've talked about it now we're good go back to the party and then these breaks at the end of it you have to remind yourself again can I fix this problem right now in this setting can I fix all of these issues not really I can't do my project here but my project's not due I have I have several days to fix this problem so do I need to worry about it now this doesn't really condone you to like do last minute do everything last minute definitely don't do that but taking yourself and talking yourself down in some way like if you've ever had like an anxiety attack and you've had somebody to have to talk you down and they're like breathe 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 it's kind of like your remind your brain's kind of telling you okay talk me through it walk me through it that's always been something that my mom did for me is she was the world's worst too if I was getting super overwhelmed and be like, I've got 50 million things to do. She's like, talk me through it. Talk me through it. Tell me what you do. Tell me what you're going to do. Tell me why you're going to do it. Okay, what's the next? You know, talking you down. Decompressing. You're decreasing. You're going down the list. And at the end of that, you've hopefully resolved where everything is going to be done. Where everything needs to be solved. When it's going to be solved. And realize that you can't solve any of it at this social setting, at this moment in your life. You can't do it. You want to enjoy this party. Go back inside and enjoy the party. And that goes into the next one. Just enjoy one thing at a time. Going into that party, you are only solely thinking about the party. You're not thinking about so-and-so, the hottie in the corner. If you want to, that's your sole thing you're, you're thinking of. But when you go back into that party, you're only thinking about having fun. You're only thinking about something that you want to enjoy. You want to enjoy time with your friends. There. Your brain can only really take one thing at a time. Truly. Most animals can only take one thing at a time. We need to remind ourselves that, like, yes, in some ways people are like, Humans are superior to animals. And I'm like, okay, but still, our brains are not as insanely mind-altering. Like, we still can only think about one thing, really, at a time. And people are like, well, I can multitask. I was like, I mean, yeah, but why would you put yourself through that? Being present is something that I think a lot of people overlook because they think it's just something that they do naturally and that it should come natural and that, oh, yeah, I am present. I am technically here. I am. I'm like, but are you really? And it really surprisingly starts out small. You'll start noticing the smallest detail. And then when you tell somebody, oh, did you see that? Or did you did you see that little baby there? His uh, dad was helping him walk in public. I don't know. And somebody's like, no, I didn't even notice. You catch yourself being like, well, why did I notice? 
Why was I looking at it? And then you realize, like, hey, I finally just looked up, looking around. Like, the world is chaotic as it is. You shouldn't hold everything on your shoulders, okay? It is not your job to hold on to every single thing. Whether that's the past, past regrets, past mistakes, past events, futuristic events, regrets, things you'll do, things that you'll wish you did, you know. It's, it should not be your job in the moment, in the present, to deal with that. That's a lot to hold on to. And if you are doing it, at the end of the day, pat yourself on the back for how good you've done under these circumstances. And that can really help you and encourage you. Ask yourself, I've, have I been in situations like this? Most likely, 99% of the time, you'll say, yeah. And did I get through it? Well, yeah, I'm here right now. So it proves that it can be done. And it proves that when you are present, you allow yourself to see yourself just a little bit better. Positively. Seeing that, you remind yourself, like, okay, this is stressful. I'm getting overwhelmed, but I've always made it out safely. But don't, when you hear about it and being present, don't think automatically, like, these things, I I don't have these problems. Everybody has this problem, okay? This is something that every single person deals with. Okay? It's proven. It's just how our brains work. But what's the cool part is you can kind of guide yourself in a way to lessen the stress. Also, if you're in a frustrated point and you don't know what to do, and the only thing that helps you is reading or writing or watching some kind of K-drama or listening to music or going outside, going for a walk or something completely different. And some people are like, that's so weird. And you're like, well, it helps me. It helps me stop thinking about those things. Do it. Do it. Because in the end... You're going to feel bad if you do, like, you wouldn't want to do certain things like this to somebody else. You wouldn't want to put somebody through something like this. So why are you letting yourself go through it? This isn't as difficult of a thing. A lot of people can, a lot of people don't even realize that they're not being present because it's not such a big alteration to you, but it can build up and Really and truly, you're just missing out on a lot of stuff. But know that it can be resolved in some way. It won't always be gone. It'll come back. And when it does come back, 
just remember this. Hey, for all I know, when you get frustrated, just click the podcast. Bam, there you go. Just a little plug for myself there. But maybe it's a podcast. Maybe it is talking to a family member. Maybe it's not. Maybe talking to a family member will cause more stress. Who knows? But just remind yourself that if you want to re- if you want to fix something, you got to realize what's going on first. And yeah, I wish I I really don't have a cool outro still. Still don't have a cool outro. I need a good one. But yeah, that that's all I can think about. <laughs> and I don't know what's to come. I don't know what futuristic episodes will be. It's just honestly what's coming to my head and what I'm thinking about. And obviously, I'm thinking about a lot of things, but I need to remember that I can only control what's happening now. But until next time, y'all have a great day. Stay safe, and I love you.